This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. Guys <laughs> are giving free advertisements. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Only Friends Podcast. Melissa, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the type of energy I'm Damn. talking about. Yeah. Holy Lyndon's shit. saying he wants to show his ghost thing. And I said, no, no, no free ads. Nah, no, no free ads. My apologies. Us. My apologies. Lady, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I didn't say when anything. he says mics are hot, that means mics are fucking hot. We're coming in. Happy Monday. We're coming in. Brian, how, how was back. your weekend? I feel like I haven't heard you talk on this podcast in about six days. Man, my weekend was uh, was great. Went to a uh, minor league game. It was, yeah. it was nice. Scouting for the Buccos? The, uh, the, yeah, scouting for the Buccos. The Buccos are looking good, man. I know no, they not a, again. They no, no, no. Let's not start with Buccos. <laughs> they had, they had, no, they no, had a it's bad too game. Early. They lost 21 nothing. but... You don't get the same but after. They took three out of four against the Cubs in Wrigley. That is, that, is, uh, that is very unique to only baseball, where a team can put up three touchdowns on you, but you can win the series. <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I stopped watching after the second inning, but that one. Your dad watched all nine. He probably did. No, 100%. He said, he said he switched over to the Yankee game, and then the Yankees won. He goes, now nah, I'm going to go watch, see how bad this gets with the Pirates. <laughs> Absolute massacre. How long was that game? Too long. Too long. <laughs> too Way long. too long. It was about... It was about Seven innings too long. As, as a man who was a part of a lot of blowouts and on the wrong side of them in college, there is nothing in sport worse than a baseball blowout. I mean, at some point, there has to be like well, a mercy rule, right? So yeah, we I, need to like, bring up Berkey's stats. Like, <laughs> like, we, like, we need to bring up Berkey's stats, analyze it, and be like, oh, Berkey career? had a good game. So, My Berk, team, I, I you're, uh, you're a Toronto yeah. Blue Jays fan now, huh? You're moving to Toronto? I'll, I'll jump you ship. You and are getting season tickets together? Yo, I'll, I'll definitely jump ship. Vladdy's very easy God. to root for. Vladdy's the fucking oh, best. This guy calls the Pirates a dumpster fire. They're 8-8, eight and eight, which is like right in the middle of the pack. For now. They're, I'm just saying, you know, Dumpster Fire was a bro, little harsh. Man. April baseball. Did, did, huh? did you get paid for your series bet? Yet? They won two. I know you got the win three more. I'll prepay. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's it's April baseball. Like it's the only time that they're ever going to be able to compete for sure. The the hitting hasn't caught up to the. What pitching do you mean yet. they haven't even brought up their best player yet? Enough sports ball. Yeah. So O'Neill Cruz. No He's about six foot ten. Play shortstop. He just. Blasted a ball out and uh, in this the is only time season. Brian talks. Like, yeah, it's just well, I like Brian. to talk about baseball. We're gonna talk about cheating all day long, <laughs> yeah. yes, actually. Yeah, right, anyways, there's actually we can actually put Brent them Kenny together, and, uh, though. There's Lord a bunch Roberts. of cheating, there's a bunch of cheating in baseball. We can there put it, it together. Oh, I mean, we could, so we could put it together. All the all pitching, right. no, we don't want to hurt Brent, his you should have been in the, you should have been in the, in the pitching scandal, yeah, yeah, sure. If you were in the gray side, you might have made it. I agree, man. I I <laughs> fucked up. Like same with I, same with same with poker. I was just, I was literally just looking. Yeah. I I could be I could be way richer. I could be way richer one way or the other if I was a little bit uh, more morally compromised for sure. You um, sure. Sinker or whatever. What, what is it that they're using on the on their arm? They have this thing. Pine, put pine tar. Pine, pine tar. No, it's not pine tar. It could it? be pine tar. But no, it's like it's, but pine tar. No, <laughs> it's not pine tar. No, 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 listen, it's any type of sticky stuff. Pine tar because it leaves too much residue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some new shit, bro. They were saying that people like teams are like they have their own scientists now. Sure. And, and they developed some new shit. 
I mean, all they need is sticky substance. It's interesting to me because, yeah, but like, uh, I I would assume no, it's not necessarily that, right? So like in the past, a lot of pitchers used Vaseline, okay, uh, in order to help their breaking balls. I was uh, I didn't throw hard enough, so I was the opposite. I wanted tack, so like I wanted the ball to stick to my fingers. Like I have short fingers, so I don't get as much whip off of them, and I needed everything I could to accrue velocity. Mm -hmm. So I was definitely the type that wanted the high strings and like (laughs) as much uh, stickiness on the ball as possible. But like it's hard to use a sticky substance because it's so detectable, right? Like if the umpire touches the ball, which they do, they get rid of they get rid of baseballs like every fifth pitch. They go through like 100 balls a game or something like that. So it's like if the umpire touches the ball and it's tacky, who the fuck do you think is to blame? Right? So like I think what Christian's alluding to is they probably have like new type of Vaseline substances that are um, greasy. Right? Uh, I've, heard, I've heard of everything. I've heard them using Icy Hot. Like you put it on the brim of your cap or whatever. You know what I mean? Ooh, imagine just having a one like, you know, bad moment where it just touches your head. Yeah, I see how Honestly, the head, not that bad. Yeah. The, the organs, like you get it on your dick or your yeah, eyes. Just, or, no, yo, yeah, make sure you wash your hands. I see how on the balls the is the worst experience you I've ever had. I definitely put it on my arm before and rubbed my oh thighs. My God. Holy sure. fuck. Yo, I remember when, like, when, I was, when I was like 16, some, some dude that was like 25 was like, yo, you got to put... You gotta put icy hot on your dick so you can last longer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's no, trying. I've never Yo. tried it, but like now I remember oh, that. Man. No. Oh no! That, oh no. my god! That poor girl. Oh my oh, god! They have a bunch of icy hot substance, like sexual. Okay, no, it's not icy different. hot, man. There's something way different. So they have. I, they have. Uh, it's it's lube. That's they like, have a condom that's cold <laughs> on the inside and warm on the outside. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Can I leave? Yeah. <laughs> no sports ball. No sexual education. Wait. So is it? Wait. Hey. Wait. <laughs> you guys are the worst. But come on. Wait. Uh, fire and ice. <laughs> it's fire called fire and ice. ice. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Caleb, Caleb just wrote in the chat. Wait. Fire and ice. Wait. We have a review so session. What does that feel section. like to you? I forget which side I got the If it's cold on the inside. It was a long time ago. I was in high school. Right, right, right. Um, so you wouldn't know the difference anyway at that point. You know, it's, it's dry. We like need a the poll to see how many people use fire in ice. <laughs> it's got to be low. Uh, low, low frequency I, play. I think I got the fire side. It was, I mean, whatever. It's fine. It's a gimmick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really think that you need, like, what, what, what's the point? Uh, heat, cold. <laughs> It's just a way to sell content. It, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's just like, something yeah. different. We're dealing with a very regulated area, trying right. to adjust if the temperature. If you're doing the action is. right, you shouldn't be noticing a small temperature change. Right. You know. Yeah, that's that seems quite reasonable. But yeah, I've heard of everything from I like know? KY jelly to icy <laughs> hot to anymore. Vaseline, like all of these substances being used. Vapor rub. That's the what he said to yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. That. <laughs> That's way more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, that seems worse. Wait a no minute. Way. What is that? Like Vicks the vapor rub? Like vapor rub? Vicks vapor rub? Yeah, like it has a menthol smell to it. Why do you want menthol on your penis? Well, you don't, but it, it has a certain numbing effect to Did it. Did you imagine sure. having icy okay, hot on your penis? Okay, but why not just put numbing cream? Like you could vapor put Aura Gel. Aura Gel would probably do But honestly, what? It sounds why like do it, you want to be numb First of all, this should help you understand how uh the sexual experience for men is so no, different for I've women i've literally thought about that because like guys have to be focused on like 
not coming. Yes. The whole time. And women are focused on coming. Right. The yeah. whole time. <laughs> yeah. like, women, are, women are like these head cases that are just like, if every single thing in the environment isn't perfect, I'm not going to get there. Yeah, or it's just like, you'll be like close and then you're like, oh my God, I forgot to do that thing. And then yeah. it's just completely gone for like an, a 30 minutes. And for it's us, we're like, if gone. you move one quarter inch to the left, I'm it's done. Over. I'm just <laughs> done. I can't hit like you this, have to let me be in this 100% sounds like an impossible control task. and be patient. Yeah, but if he can go multiple, not a, a long refractory period, then it's not a big deal. No, I mean there, there's, there's a period no matter who you're dealing with. I think unless uh, they're on exactly. Uh, I don't the blue know. Pill. I've experienced some very short periods. <sighs> yeah, he's probably on the fucking blue pill. Fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds. Yeah, I'm down bad. He's taking Viagra. Down bad. He was like I 20, know. he was like 23. I don't care how old you are. Like you, you there's just I mean, this, a refractionary I, to be period. Fair, I, like... I was 21. I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm after younger men or a pedophile. <laughs> Let's not get this twisted. I mean, you're 26 guys years old. Viagra, 23 guys seems using Viagra like younger and younger now. Well, yeah, because of porn. Oh, like that's how they, that's how they keep No, because the it, it, did, it didn't stay. <laughs> This is, I'm sorry, my, my brother, my brother and sister-in-law watch this and I know they're absolutely crying right now, but it doesn't, it didn't stay. You said hot. 15 seconds, Melissa. Stay, yeah, but it went, it, went, it deflated a little bit. 15 seconds? Yeah. And then it was, It come takes on. longer than 15 seconds to get a boner. Yeah. You're underestimating my abilities. Oh, <laughs> your abilities. Uh -huh. Right, right, right. That had nothing to do with this no, no, poor no. sap. No. Damn. So what happened this week? Well, who cares? Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Brian opens Brian opens his mouth one time and this thing goes out again. <laughs> you sexual right deviant. You're a sexual deviant. I'm here for poker. I didn't know we were talking about rounding the bases. Damn, Michelle must Michelle yeah, must like me. Yeah. Brian's Pandora's box here. You talk to Brian and you just give it at anything really. Yeah. Finger popping. Who yeah. knows? I learned that term. Bad Let's get it popping. You are a bad friend. I learned that term today. From, uh, you're a bad from friend. Why am I a bad friend? I don't want to get into it, but you know why you're Finger a bad popping. friend. Oh, I know why you're a bad friend too. Why? You know. What? You know. You, you, know. How do you, not know? you guys are gaslighting me. What yeah. did I do? Yeah. Right, moving on. Anyway. <laughs> wow. What did I do? What did she do? You didn't help it's, what you, it's what you're unwilling to you do. Come on. Come on. It's what you're unwilling yeah, to do. It's, it's, That's it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You're you're right. It is I feel absolutely like we, ridiculous. I mean, you can't leave the you can't leave the people on a clip. We absolutely can't. Fucking stop! Smash your pass. No. Smash your pass is gonna be at the end of the show. We gotta get into the shits. There was a little bit of uh, newsworthy tweeting going on this weekend, yeah. which hopefully Elon allows us to continue to do because man, the tea is fucking hot. Yeah. Uh, Elon did buy Twitter. Yeah, he as, did. Or has it, has it been confirmed? Or it's, is confirmed. It's, it's, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, there's there's gonna be paperwork. There's gonna be there could be a. A few hiccups, I'm sure. Like, there's the no way. like board vote or anything no, like that taking no, place. They, they, voted, they had they, a deal. They, they voted. Wow. There was a deal. Yeah, Jack. So Jack Dorsey, chill with your water bottles over he's there. He's gonna get one <laughs> need breaking the set. These guys are literally breaking the set. So Jack Dorsey's gonna get one billion dollars in cash. How much Bitcoin do you think he's gonna buy? All of it. I wonder <laughs> he's gonna take one billion just. He's all already every rich. single Bitcoin. I mean, buy more Bitcoin. I mean, he's huge. He's a he's a Bitcoin maxi. Would he please buy every single Bitcoin so the freaking thing will grow up? So. 
is that is that just the end of his deal? He has zero equity then moving forward. I don't know. Uh, he only Jack had two percent. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And uh, it's yeah, just like it's one billion straight cash buyout. It's no, no it's other 44 billion. No, 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 for Dorsey. For Dorsey, he'll with the shares what. The ownership that he had and the shares he had left in the company, he'll get a billion dollars. Yeah, like two point five percent. And he's choosing to take cash. What else would he, he might choose? What to else take would he Bitcoin. get? Bitcoin. I mean, I guess he could. Maybe uh, that, I don't, the I don't SEC think, might not let. I don't it, think yeah. uh, Elon's paying in Bitcoin. But see, what, SEC, but we know SEC. what he would would pay in. Doge. Doge is yeah. yeah. up nineteen percent because of this news. Doge is up nineteen yeah, percent. Yeah. Someone that, made it. Why? I'm sure go back down. Twitter. Obviously, Trump. Trump is back. I don't know. On Twitter? No, he's think, back. He's well, back. He's got to be. So Trump said, he said on on Fox News today that he's not coming back to Twitter. Right. I, I mean, mean that, that's what he said. I don't know if he the can help knows, himself. Right? Have you seen the, the plans that uh, Elon's trying to initiate? What? He put out a brief tweet uh, and basically said that... Like uh, it's like five. a five-prong five plan, but basically yeah. he wants to get uh, all, all humans verified. He wants to eliminate spam. Mm -hmm. um, he wanted to... I can't recall the other three or two, whatever it was. Um, Is he going to bring but, back fleets? No. No, I think trash. fleets are dead. <laughs> that shit's trash. They, why were they bad? Not, they can't even be that bad. They were trash. They, they were just so they can't cool. be. Uh, and he like wants them. to enhance the product with uh, new features, make algorithms open source, uh, defeating the spam botch, which is amazing because they're just everywhere, and uh, authenticate all humans. Yeah, I think the authentication thing is good. Uh, dating apps started to do this a long time ago. I think Twitter and, and Instagram uh, haven't gone that way yet because there's value added to the blue check mark, right? So like yeah. if you're able to acquire it, uh, not only does it authenticate you as uh, real, but it authenticates you as important. Maybe yeah. there will be a different yeah. check mark Which though. is, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's good because just <laughs> there's a lot of people who have check marks that are not important. Yeah. <laughs> Check like, what is even the process? I would say a lot. They I think, I think there's a lot Berkey, of people that don't have them but then there's people with less followers who have so. it. Say that again, Melissa? I said they denied you, but there's people with less followers who have it. So what yeah. do they base it on? Well, well, so that's why I think it has to have something to do with clout, because uh, I'm easily verifiable that I'm real. Yeah. So it's obviously not a blue check mark to, to verify an account as being real. Otherwise... I would pass, right? Right. It's to verify that like you have some influence or that you have some level of clout mm -hmm. that is worthy of giving you this certificate. So perhaps <clears throat> uh, it changes where there's something else that Twitter props people up uh, through some sort of messaging or or badge. Do you need a check mark to get get on Raya? Um, maybe you, you need a certain level of followers. Well, there's so, so like I think you have to have ten thousand social media followers or something. At like least, that. right? Yeah. yeah. There's like there's a ton of like uh you know crypto accounts, crypto people that have hundreds of thousands of followers and provide a lot of value. But they and, buy them. You know, a lot of but them they, buy but they followers. can't get they can't get verified. Yeah, I mean, so honestly, that might change now that you know the, the crypto in, space is a little dangerous. Like a little. Uh, it, it really is on Twitter in some way, shape, or form. That's why I think it's better to shift to just uh, an authenticating uh, real human type of system rather than propagating um, some sort of like clout. Right. Uh, because it's dangerous if you do start to go that, through that verification process of like saying like this person's worthy of uh, status and now you're in a financial industry like crypto or even poker to some degree because there's so much rugging that takes place. Mm -hmm. And now it's so easy to just be a con man 
if you have the blue check mark and a large yeah. audience. Well, and people are buying blue check mark <clears throat> accounts and then rugging with them. Are they? Yes. How how do they I've go seen about them that? I've I've seen like I've caught some at the very beginning of their like profile building <laughs> just like I don't know by being on Twitter a lot and there will be people it'll be like an account that already has a check mark already has like 100k followers but they've completely wiped all the tweets and then they just start I actually I found it because they started they were replying to like my tweets with like oh check this out and it's like they're basically just like spamming a bunch of right. people's accounts and they have the check mark and they they're saying that they own like a board ape and then you know they just they like build it from scratch up after buying the account okay the reign of terror is only that's interesting i wonder what they have to offer because like if you are fortunate enough to have that verification it's worth something to you obviously yeah and then on top of it it's like to get the verification you have to assumedly be a relatively known entity so like people are basically selling their likeness now mm -hmm. uh but it's for, crypto so they're like scam. they're like anonymous anyway well that's that's what i'm getting at is like how can and maybe the, like, this process will fix it, but like, how can an anonymous profile ever get verified? Yeah, I don't know. They were probably because you usually not. have to send in like an article about yourself or a Wikipedia page right. or something. Right. So I don't know how the, these anonymous accounts get verified. Yeah, I, I think like there's a pretty big uproar about Elon buying and turning Twitter into a bit of a, a not a monopoly, but um, maybe a dictatorship where he gets to dictate. No, he won't because the the. It's going to be open source. Like if if they well, he wants the algorithm to be okay. open source, but right. he's not emboldened to anything right now, right? Oh, but he like basically, he <clears throat> if someone gets banned and anything like that, he he's saying that he wants it to be like open knowledge. Why this person got banned? Why this person right, got right. shadow banned? All these things. Like I think all of that's not, great. Yeah, and I hope that like he sticks to it. But my whole point is that he's not emboldened by anything to actually follow through. No, that's the concern of people. Is that. He can do whatever he wants. He yeah. has yeah, it'll be interesting. Full autonomy. They, right? they even said that he might try to um, you know, make it like a public utility mm -hmm. and not even have a like a, a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. he's like they're like he might not even be trying to make money off of this. Right. Just his little project. Well, that that's what I was thinking because I was like, forty-four billion is a lot. Like, what does he see this being like a trillion-dollar company at some point? Yeah, or, like, I don't know. What's the deal I mean, here? I mean, in theory, he might, I don't it think he's in it for the money. Though. Yeah. I don't think, so? think he's in it. For, well, yeah. social clout is just so profitable and data is even 10x more so right yeah. so like these are two That's pretty true. massive uh resources moving forward into the future that he's an early adopter of so like from that aspect like i think that there's a lot that can be leveraged for dollars here and obviously that's apparent by the fact that he's paying 45 billion or whatever 52 billion or whatever for 40, 43 for the platform um so like imagine imagine like being in the early days of uh combustion engines and having the foresight to start purchasing oil drakes combustion i guess engine. he it's also um he can someone said in the chat and i agree with this he can control narratives that way so that's the fear i think yeah right is that he'll go the zuck route and yeah. kind of be the person who's filtering what is going out to the public. Right. And I think we've already seen that play out once with Facebook and Zuck. And that's the, the public concern is that there's nobody holding him but to how, a higher standard. If, if he holds true to saying that the algorithm is public, then that's not going to be the case. It has to actually happen. Right. I mean, so, yeah. yeah. I think if, if that's the case, then that's not going to happen. Right. And that, well, I, I think that's the hope. Right. Oh, um, I, I mean, I don't see any reason why he would just go back on his word at that. Point. It's it's public. Like, 
He's done a bunch. I mean, there's subtle ways that you can control a narrative by, you know, like controlling what things get amplified more than others. And mm -hmm. he's also you know. used Twitter exactly for that. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, pump he's and literally pumping and dumped yeah. so much through his own Twitter. Yeah. He pumped Bitcoin. He punched up, pumped Doge. Like he, he's been, he's been testing this for years now. Yeah. Right. Like how much, oh my God. how much influence can one singular person have over a platform? And he's coming to the conclusion that the answer is a lot. A lot. So maybe that inspires him to, to remove that power more. from people. Or maybe it inspires him to just buy the fucking platform and... He can just pump and dump his way to more... I mean, he can make back this $44 billion Yeah, dude, easily. there was three months where he would tweet about Dogecoin, and every single time he sent out a tweet, it was a 30% increase. Yeah. 20 to 30% increase. And it was the most absurd shit ever. I mean... Apparently the stream's done. Uh, did we, we, I think we just went down, yeah? Okay. Um, do we think that this makes Elon the most powerful... Man I mean, in the world. He was pr pretty close was to it before yeah, this. Yeah, I think he was already he was pretty, pretty close conscious. to it before this, and now he has the well, biggest... I think Bezos would have something to say about before, at least. I mean, he, Bezos just gave yeah, away the half. Shit, the funny yeah, shit. Bezos, <laughs> Bezos gave half to his ex-wife. Bezos gave half away, and um, Musk has done nothing but accumulate more. Yeah, the funniest shit was the Bill Gates versus Elon Musk beef now. Oh, that shit is strong. <laughs> Bro, y'all don't know about Bill? I have no, no idea All right, so this. Bill... Bill basically texts Elon like, hey, we want to work on some philanthropic, some philanthropy things with you. And he's like, I heard you have a $500, million, $500 billion short on Tesla. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't, short, I didn't, I didn't close it yet. And he's like, I don't want to work with you anymore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was a half a billion dollar short. But, half a billion, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah but okay, so half a billion, half a trillion. So then there was like rumors about this and then everybody's like, oh, is this real? Is this real? And then Elon tweets like the, the, the pregnant, the pregnant yeah. emoji yeah. with the male, with, the male yeah. pregnant with emoji. Bill Gates. You haven't seen this? Yeah. I saw the, the male pregnant emoji, but yeah. I, I didn't with follow it. With Bill Gates next to it? Yeah, but I didn't follow it. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. why. That's why. Okay. He's just like, he said, if you oh, want to lose your boner quick. Yeah, you want to lose your boner quick. <laughs> he was pissed, bro. Bill Gates. And, and the he was not happy. I mean, that's, that's kind of like what it all comes down to, right? It's like, at the end of the day, humans are still very petty, and we all have yeah. these intertwined he's relationships. Just, yeah. It's like, he's the most powerful man on the in the world, and it's like, if he wants to fuck with people, he just can. Yeah. About, and he's very about, good at memes. Yeah. Like, he's very good at it, too. Bro, so, like, but he said in, the TED, in his TED interview, he's like, Putin has substantially more money than me. That's no what he said. Way. That's what he said, bro. How? Putin's money is not disclosed. Yeah. Yeah. How much money is on the earth, though? Like, <laughs> I mean, lot. at some point, like, uh, he said substantially more than me. More than that, right? Has to. Be. I mean, when it, with, like, if you put all the Isn't money together, all the equities, all the everything together, it comes out to like 120 trillion. But I don't. Know Is it our debt alone like 120 trillion? No, it's like 30. <laughs> <laughs> so much money. Just imagine dollars. Like this man said, the richest man on the world said. This other person has substantially more money. <laughs> like, that's kind of crazy. The word substantially is just, I mean, all right. The dark side is The dark side, yeah. The dark side is full of wealth. But that's also just his opinion because he doesn't, he has no idea. How I much think he, he would be in the know. Yeah, like, he, he probably has like, a little bit of an idea. Maybe. How much has, Bitcoin has Bezos, do you think? Is Bezos Putin worth has? more than a trillion at this point? No. No, no but Elon Amazon, Elon Amazon Musk, is, right? Elon Musk is the richest. Bezos gave a bunch to his wife. He's got like. 
275 billion, billion right? right? The company but like the itself, companies themselves are worth trillions. So the, his company is the first company that's worth a trillion dollars. I thought no, 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 no. I thought no. Amazon was. Apple's no, worth more than both of them. No, no, no. Tesla's the Tesla's the um, I I let's just be bet. wrong. Let's, I mean, just, let's just bet real quick. How we much could bet. Amazon. You want Tesla? I take Apple? Yeah. Okay, how much? 20 uh, bucks. 20 bucks? I, okay. I feel like I'll happily take Amazon here. Okay, I got Apple. I'll, I'll, I'll do 20. Yo, I'll this guy is the dark you. side. He knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm, 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 not saying, I'm not saying that Amazon's even worth Apple the most. I'm just Tesla. saying, like, I'm pretty sure Amazon's <laughs> a trillion Tesla. dollar. That's my bet. Yeah. A trillion dollar company. But maybe right. I'm wrong. I have Apple I mean, over Tesla. Tesla for 20. split their stock and then went you do like, back up. You want to do 100? Okay, I have Apple. Okay, for 100? Yes. All right, perfect. Uh, Guapo, you want to you wanna find us an answer while we continue so this market conversation? market cap, right? Obviously. Market, market cap. cap. Yeah. Tesla's bigger, market cap-wise. We'll find I out. Know. Well, I, I guess bet. we're going to yeah. find out. <laughs> 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 I would not want to bet against Brian I don't Lamana. bet against like Brian in this type of thing. I like okay. Brian's right. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, you I, do mean, know. I could be wrong. I, I, I'm confident I'm right, but I'm not 100%. Obviously, nothing. Shin feels like he's looked at this like last week. I feel week, like he looked at this just now. No, I didn't look at it right now. I didn't look at it right now. That's crazy, bro. What? I mean, that's, that's crazy. No one do that. <laughs> I, the only reason I like Shin side is because I've been watching Super Pumped, uh, where Apple was actually uh, not negotiating, but basically like Uber was getting threatened to take being taken out of the Apple Store, and uh, it had a lot to do with their their attempt to launch in China, and the resolve ended up being uh, Tim Cook saying like, "We will." We'll allow you to remain in the store, but we're putting you out of business in China. Uh, he said, like, we're allocating $250 billion to China to basically shut down your operation and run our mm -hmm. own rideshare immediately. What? So it's just like, for him to just say, like, we have a quarter billion to just <laughs> fuck you with. What did you just say? Like, oh, maybe they're a trillion dollar company. Yeah. Well, I, I know Apple was, uh, for sure, was the, was the uh, you know, the the biggest company in the world at, at one point. I don't know if they still are now. Yeah, this would have been like 2018, I guess. Yeah. Something like that. I think Apple's at like 2.5 trillion. He said, no, you can stay in our store, know. but you're done in China. Yeah, we're launching a quarter billion dollar campaign <laughs> to back another rideshare company. That is Boom, wow. done, gone. <laughs> um, all right, enough of uh, what the billionaires are doing in the world. And let's talk a little bit about... Uh, why Brian's still on camera staring at a screen. <laughs> he, wants <to> know. <laughs> he wants to know which one it is. No, let's, let's talk a little bit about so uh, what, was, what was released this weekend regarding, um, let's call it evidence, I guess. I don't okay. want to say incriminating because personally, I read through it all and I didn't think anything was all that damning. But uh, as we broke on Thursday, Zumani... Uh, was on the Polk podcast and basically went through his entire tale. Oh, of... Chin's right. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so surprised that Chin was right on a bet on this. Chin's he was very 20. confident. It was yeah. 100. He upped it. Oh, wow. I know. I, I know. I, I like Brian's side. I've never yeah. seen something Tesla recently. Six. <laughs> Tesla 6. Yeah. Uh, Amazon's higher? What? Amazon's, Amazon's higher than Tesla. Amazon's okay. 5, yeah. yeah. I, I would have happily gotten Wait, who's two? Brian, what, what did we do? Apple's number one. Apple, That's what uh, I Apple, said. Oh no no Amazon. And then what uh, what? Saudi. Why would they bet against you? Um, why? Why did they kill my action? Uh, like I didn't. Oil oil be very against you. Imagine, imagine thinking the electronic car companies anywhere above oil. 
Well, they're, no, but they're, that's they're the thing. The, the thing is that except it's for the Saudi one, it's but not. Yeah, it's so, the Saudi so the one. We're not except saying that the, the company ones. is yeah, valuable, but, like but the meme of it has carried it to where it is. So yeah. I just figured it was strong enough to. Yeah, that, well, that's because you're a Zoomer. Chid, you believe in meme culture? When, when Chid took action on something, I the knew the answer. The company is not profitable. I was like very. There's no reason it should be where it is. Seen something? That's most companies. Like Uber just started taking profit like a year. I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't see anything. Not right now. Oh, okay. Dark side wins again. Very recent. This was a conversation at the poker table like the last two weeks or something. Nah. I just. I just. I knew Apple was number one for a while. He knows things. He has like a hundred dollars invested now. Anyway. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, there were text messages released by Zumani uh, in a private Telegram group that Ingram then displayed on his Twitch chat. He had also shared them with me. Um, I didn't want to go to the lengths of resharing them because after coming through them all, it's like a lot of it corroborates what Martin was saying, but not really in a very condemning way. Uh, basically, like the language used is very ambiguous. Um, you know, there is some sort of exchange between i believe it was him and sergi about uh that wsop final table where uh martin alleged that sergi ghosted him and used uh rta at the final table basically it was just an exchange that said like hey i'm at this final table yada yada and the response was something along the lines of uh okay i'm at dinner but i'll come over shortly uh that again there was like nothing really very damning uh mm -hmm. and that's not to disqualify anything that that martin's saying it's just i hope that like as he continues to scrub through these messages there's something like just clear and undeniable that says like you know you need to go to a shaman if you want me to continue backing you or <laughs> uh you have to get ghosted by player x y or z if yeah. you want me to keep back or like, like you ate taco bell you're dropped in steaks yeah like there should just be uh, you know <laughs> taco bell <laughs> i i imagine like over the course of this relationship which seems like it lasted for the better part of two years there has to be something explicit where martin is saying no i don't want to do that and Brynn is saying you have to do that yeah i mean right? the closest thing we saw was the party poker thing like go on when he said that um um, you can play the party. He has in the text. It says you can play the party poker when X is X is on. Oh, sure, but even that, it's just like that's like that's like table selection. Yeah, I, I, all that <clears throat> stuff is damning within the context of the story being told, but it's also like pretty easily dismissed from Brin's side hmm. as like I had my reasons and they're this right. So it's 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 a it's a tiny sliver of a greater body of evidence that yeah. we're still lacking, mm -hmm. right? Um, That's just the closest thing we have though. That's right, hard. for now. And I do think that like more will continue to come out, but like this is this is kind of the the point that we're at now where all the accusations have flown and very little has come out as a response. And and rightfully so, because if I were the one being accused, uh oh, don't get me wrong, like if I were the one being accused and I knew that I was innocent, I would just say like this is all fucking bullshit, like I'm 100% innocent, but I would kind of leave it at that because all the evidence that's come out thus far is like very circumstantial and and not very damning at all, right? Yeah. I mean, so, I had to crack my back. <laughs> cracking your back into the microphone. <laughs> it was away from me. What is happening on that I side? Was, I had to crack my back. You <laughs> cracked it directly in the microphone. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> I'm 100 percent innocent. Hey, I'm gonna hey. leave it at that. Kitties, adults are talking here. Okay. I'm 100 innocent. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> um. 
So uh, to to like further discuss like. I had to get the other side of my back. <laughs> What's the matter with you? I had to get the other. You can't just crack one side of your back. <laughs> I'm 100 innocent. I'm gonna Guapo leave it is the fucking best. He literally saw you doing that. And he went right back to the camera. I, now you're I, fucking I, out. Andre's in. We got new out. friends. Now, I'm, now I'm relieved. I was, <laughs> He's relieved. I'm relieved. Christ you got the icy mind. hot. What were we talking about? Cheating. <laughs> Just got the, the fire and ice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, I, I, basically everything that I've seen publicly is like Bryn and Ali aren't really talking much, but uh, the general consensus is like there's no evidence. Mm -hmm. It's not that I'm not guilty. It's that there's no evidence. And they're not wrong. Gigi's never going to release this list of players that were banned, and they're never going to release why they were banned. Mm. Uh Martin is still scrubbing through text messages to find something very damning, but like everything that we've seen thus far is just like marginally corroborating his story. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's hardly like super damning against Bryn. The, the more interesting thing that I think is worthy of discussion is the relationship between Bryn and Lauren and how Lauren Roberts, for those that don't James know uh, who I'm talking about, um, it's back. Uh, so that to me is relatively interesting in the sense of um, this isn't just the cheating aspect of it, right? Like this starts to corroborate a lot of what Martin was saying with regards to the exploitative nature at which Bryn was operating his, just call it operation, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I want to paint a little bit of a timeline because I think that there's a little bit of confusion or conflation between what Gigi is now and what Gigi was whenever Bryn started this whole operation. Mm -hmm. Gigi in its early days, before it became what it is now, and I don't even know if it switched ownership, it may have. Um, but Gigi as a startup, 2016, I think, maybe 2017 at the latest, was a very, very tiny site that catered to high rollers. It was... Um, it was app-based, right? I don't remember if it was app based or not, but no. it doesn't really matter in the sense that it was just very small. It had traffic of hundreds of people, not hundreds of thousands of people, right? Yeah. So they were basically running like daily 5Ks and 10Ks. Bryn was uh, guaranteeing the prize pool. So Bryn was a massive, massive part of Gigi's early adoption. Uh, he wasn't just an ambassador, right? Like he had some partnership with them. I don't know what the, the finances were behind it, or what the actual deal in place was. But I do know that like he was not only the face of GG, but like he was very much um a, a part of the actual yeah, the actual It uh, seems like operations were running through him in some facet. Like like nothing in terms was, of like nothing like was happening client, without client, right, like client acquisition, like not just acquisition, yeah. he wasn't just marketing, right? Like if he's guaranteeing these prize pools, he's operating. Oh. Yeah, nothing is happening without his say-so. Right. Yeah, essentially, he was an operator. Uh, effectively, the best way that we can equate this would be somebody who is at the top of an upline for an app-based game right now, mm. right? Somebody who's willing to say, like, okay, I run Poker, Poker Bros Club ABC123, and uh, every day I'm going to run a 50K guaranteed $500 buy-in. Right. And like they're the ones fronting that, not Poker Bros, right? Poker Bros is just offering a platform. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, just yeah. saying, like, you can play here. I don't give a fuck what you run. 
Uh, you could set the rake structure to whatever you want. You could set the guarantees to whatever you want. You could set the, the structure of the event to whatever you want. I don't care. I'm just taking X percent, yeah. right? In that regard, like those platforms are equivalent to uh, like the app store where it's like, as long as you adhere to our guidelines, we're just going to take a flat 3% of your sales yep. and you can sell your app for as long as you fucking want, right? So that was really the way that GG got on the map was Bryn was creating this high roller platform, running daily 10Ks and 5Ks and guaranteeing the prize pools. Well, in order to hit these guarantees, obviously he's jumping through fucking hoops. He's allowing people from the United States to VPN. I mean, I would, have, I would assume well over 50% of the player pool at that point was US based. That was like probably beginning of COVID, right? No, no, like Wait, 16, oh, 17, before okay. years before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, years before app games were even popular at that point, like it was literally only poker masters and poker fishes, uh, which were China based. Okay. Everything else, like non poker bros didn't exist yet. Uh, most I PPP could, poker didn't exist yet. I could say most of the Americans got their connect from Brent. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. Like, you know, allegedly, but I have a hundred percent good knowledge like, of that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Everybody's um, line was through him. Yeah, not like just Bryn was the connect whether yeah. it was direct or indirect yeah. you were almost always reporting to Bryn so understand like what that means number one it means that he's on the hook financially but number two it means that he's also financing all of these accounts right mm -hmm. so there's a lot of bookmaking that's taking place here if he has a hundred people beneath him that are acquiring a thousand customers he has to fund all 1,000 of those accounts and collect on all 1,000 of those accounts. So obviously, like, there should be a massive fucking paper trail here yeah. as far as, like, what the accounting looked like and what the back-end operation was. Before the record, though, we, I think... I, I don't see anything wrong with VPN. I'm not saying personally. there's anything wrong okay, with it. Cool. I'm no, saying just, that this, this is... Uh, he a, had a big, big operation. Well, he, he probably still does have a big operation. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is that... Uh, it would be impossible to do this without keeping some sort of accounting. Uh -huh. And that accounting should corroborate a lot of what Lauren is accusing him of, mm -hmm. right? As GG began to grow and these guarantees started to either get bigger or the buy-in started to get bigger, um, you know, it, it's very clear he's using losing players as bait. And the most public of them now is Lauren Roberts and her husband, Joel. So she played under the, what, He22 account? Was that, yeah. that correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, and what Martin was basically saying was that not only did Bryn exploit her to get games off and uh, keep them running, but also he ended up ultimately playing under her account. Um, and I heard this from somebody else as well. God, I wish for the life of me I could remember who it was. Um, but it was a recreational player that was telling me that Bryn was his upline. I, I feel like it was in Florida. He was telling me about it. Uh, and he was saying like Bryn was his upline or whatever. And that, uh, he found out later that, um, every time like a soft 5k or a soft 10k would go off, Bryn would like hit him up and tell him that he had to get in there. And whenever he would get in there, Bryn would bring in like four or five of his own accounts and just like scalp. Jeez. Right, man. I, for the life of me, I wish I could remember who it was. Was he um, a jeweler? No, 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 no. Banker. Uh, <clears throat> the problem is I can't remember where it was told to me. Um, but when I heard it, it was a story that I had heard many, many times from many other people. Uh, so I knew that it had been going on at some sort of scale. 
Lauren seems to be like one of the most egregious uh, encounters as she lost, we're not sure, yeah. somewhere in the neighborhood of two to two and a half million, but we don't yeah. even know how much of that was paid. Right. Uh, so some of it may have actually come out of Bryn's pocket. Um, this weekend, she took to Twitter to kind of tell her side uh, of the story. And basically it was just showing a lot of interactions between her and Bryn via text. But again, these screenshots aren't overly damning. They again begin to paint a clearer picture for us and help us better understand a little bit of what was going on behind the scenes. But it's very unclear to the degree at which Bryn is guilty of all the things he's being accused of, right? So these screenshots seem to be taken, uh, they're, they're posted a little bit haphazardly. I can't really follow a clear timeline. But a handful of things were disclosed. Number one, that he and Lauren had some sort of figure between one another mm-hmm. from, um, from her playing on Gigi. Number two, it was very clear that Bryn was like heavily incentivizing her to play in as many of these uh, tournaments as humanly possible. Number three, it seemed to be clear that her figure with him continued to go down around the time that it appeared he was taking over the He22 account. Uh, and then number four, he made a lot of pretty outlandish, uh, promises in attempts seemingly to get paid, uh, with regard to this new site that he's attempting to launch. Um, and what I'm specifically referring to is he promised Lauren a hundred X return on her investment. If she just split her debt with him with the investment. So I I can't remember a hundred each. Yeah, he basically said, like, even if you give me a hundred thousand uh towards the figure and uh some amount or maybe the same amount towards uh the new investment, I guarantee I'll hundred exit with this uh with, with this new project. Uh so here's the tweet right here. It says the company's gonna hundred X. Would love for you to have a piece, but I still need something towards our side number, even if it's a hundred K to invest in a company and a hundred to go off our number. There you go. So one to one. Uh I'm sure I'll turn it into ten million. Um if you want to or don't, up to you, but I wanted to offer it. That's very weird to me. You also definitely have multiple numbers going. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I don't really quite follow, right? He's, he's like, I wanted to at least offer you the ability to invest in this company, even though you have this massive debt with me. Well, I mean, he was. it seemed like he was playing down the number on her name to a certain extent. Correct. Like- well, she, she at least implies that in yeah. her tweet storm. Um, but what I'm getting at is if somebody owed me a million dollars, and I was in the seed round of uh, st- a startup, right? And I wanted investors. I certainly wouldn't say, hey, <laughs> give me 20% of what you owe me and I'll take 10% off our number and put 10% towards this new venture, right? Like that seems pretty crazy to me if they're incapable of paying. Now, if they're capable of paying and are just choosing not to, I understand it better well, let me, let me play devil's advocate. Well, let me finish my no. sentence. You? <laughs> let me finish my sentence. If, if, uh, if they are capable of paying but refusing and you're offering it as kind of a, a, a barter deal where you want to make good for something they feel they were wronged about, right? Sort of like rake back in a game where they don't think they're winning. Yeah. Uh, or in this particular instance, if she's saying like, look, I'm not paying that figure because you scammed me like these games weren't soft uh, i was being cheated against i was being colluded against i was being rta'd whatever i'm not paying that figure 
then he as the quote-unquote house can say like okay let's work something out where we can get this figure down how about you pay a little bit towards the figure and i give you this very profitable business venture uh to also put towards our number in the future Mm -hmm. then i can kind of understand it go ahead what were you gonna say oh something that's not close to what you're saying it it kind of seems like that might be the situation yeah i what i want to see her address is like did Bryn play on your account or not? She like did she say that? So did I she said say yes? there, there was a there was a tweet that she said where there was like a text, and she said that the figure that they had went down after he won some tournaments. Right, but yeah. on her account, that would that was that would make sense, right? Yeah, it was implied but wasn't explicit. Right, so yeah. that's what I, that's why I think like if we put things together, like okay, well maybe they he she owes him this number. But then they have some sort of, this is obviously all just me speculating. She, she owes him this number and they came up with a deal of like, hey, if I play on your account and I win, then the number goes down. And maybe that's their this side investment number. investment text really comes off as like a Nigerian prince. Like, hey, invest in this and you'll get 100x back <laughs> yeah. in one month. I swear, I'm a Nigerian <laughs> prince. It's yeah, like- I do think that Christian's point is very valid though. Like there is a very high probability that like Lauren's also complicit in some way, shape or form. And like, maybe they did work out some sort of side deal where she's like, look, just take over the account. Right. You're going to get exorbitant value from playing under my name. And then just like and work put down some my percentage number. down towards my number. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense to me. So it's like, yeah, I, I, at this point, like Martin and Lauren are safe in my eyes. Just spill the tea to the fullest. Right. Like I don't care if there are texts that implicate you as well. Yeah. Like don't hold back. Because this is like the kingpin operation, right? Like this is uh, a scenario where it's like, you don't go after the guy slinging weed on the corner. Mm -hmm. You go after the the major operators, right? So if in this instance, they did work out that sort of deal, fine, just disclose it. Like nobody's going to condemn Lauren over this. Like we understand that in one way, shape or form or another, you were taken heavily advantage of, right? And if you made bad decisions off that, so be it. What? Did you just compare Lauren to a guy slinging marijuana on the corner? Yeah, I think that's what he did. Come on. Is there there a problem with that? She's she's at least like the dirty dispensary worker or something. Give her some respect. That that doesn't even make sense in the analogy. Dispensary workers are legal. Yeah, but not if they're slinging on the side. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I actually heard a lot about that, uh, where guys would work at the dispensary and then sell out of the back door. Yeah, yeah. it happens. Smart. <laughs> Entrepreneurs, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess at, at the end of the day now on Monday, when we're just kind of like revisiting all of this, wrapping it up, uh, Bryn finally made a statement. He said, you know, stay tuned, basically. Statement about the statement. <laughs> it's a statement that's a non-statement. Statement before the statement. Yeah. Um, which. <laughs> Happy Father's Day to all the great dads out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just living his best life, you know? Yeah. Um, God, I wish you would have just said that. Yeah. Because happy Father's Day. <laughs> also, it, the bet still stands. Anyone who has a better perspective on life in the world, challenge me $1 million. I bet I have the better one. And might be right. Brent is an anomaly. You know what? Actually, I was looking through his, uh, I was doing a little digging into his tw- Twitter history. That's, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's nothing scary, but it's just a little bit, you know, there's a little pattern here where all the tweets that guys are like, yo, bro, bet me this. I bet I have a better perspective on life. And then all the replies to women are like, oh, yeah, it's all about being balanced in the world and having a great 
great mindset and everything's going to be okay if you just follow the wind and it's like all of the replies to men are like completely different from the replies to women and it's just these like it'll, you'll see you can tell if it's a man or a woman if you just like cover the side like you can see you can tell if it's a reply to a man or a woman and then if you just like look it's like oh yeah that's a woman because it's like oh yeah i love being in the sun and it's such a nice day to be a, a beautiful human being in this world so grateful that's like, the next dollars, one it's like pussy. it's like you fucking suck at poker homie no, I, mean, I mean i feel like that's a smash or pass type um segment here yeah you know? to guess just, if it's to a man or a woman yeah. <laughs> we just start peeling uh-huh. it off. who is this Bryn tweet to i mean you guys are all probably a little bit too young in the industry to to know Bryn's exact timeline uh, at least like behind closed doors, but like he's he's been notorious for this type of shit since day one. Like there was a big kind of brushed under the rug uh, rumor mill scandal, whatever you want to call it, where uh, I want to say this was like 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. Like he had gone broke off of seven figures or something like that. And he created like a huge ghosting operation with his younger brother. And... Um, you know, like I, I remember, I only remember the timeline of it because like his younger brother had started playing live around that time and was like at best semi-competent, um, but was winning like infinite online, just like mashing, right? And then he shows up to these live birds and like can barely <laughs> rub two sticks together. It's like, okay. like it just doesn't correlate, you know, online to live just doesn't translate. Yeah, it's, it's difficult it to translate over, yeah. I understand. Um <laughs> And, and, you know, he's always had stables. He's always, it's, there's just always been like very long standing rumor mills that he's never on the up and up. And he's always like balls to the wall, pressing it, uh, you know, big debt running de- or like on the, on the rundown, he's running up like massive amounts of debt. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back up, you know, maybe he's doing some shady behavior in order to, to accumulate the money again. But it's like, obviously that's just going to be the case, man. If you go broke off a million and then find yourself worth five, shortly thereafter it's like it's pretty unlikely that you just figured shit out yeah going from minus five to plus five you're not gonna just be like oh i'm actually really good at managing money now (laughs) (laughs) right right so uh you know as far as like a believability standpoint i i think that there's a lot that we could take away from the martin confession from what lauren is putting out publicly but from a condemn like like being able to condemn Bryn. We're still just not to that point. And it's the same thing with Ali and Jake and the other names that are getting thrown around. Like, I think that the degree of confidence at which we know that they were using RTA is insanely high. I think the degree of confidence at which we know or can pinpoint like where it started, where it stopped, if it stopped, uh, is is very blurry and muddied. And it's like, um, we're not yet to the point where we have anybody coming forward that was a part of that stable and can confidently say like i've seen the rta i know what it's capable do we of. think that is there ever a scenario we we could put enough pressure on gg to release more information i don't think Doubt so it. i just it's don't just, think it's just not gonna do it well, the no, problem is i just don't think it, it follows no for them i don't to think do it falls in line with their incentives yeah uh i do think that like continuing these conversations will put a lot more social pressure on operators on players on horses on stables they're gonna see an effect in their play like in their income from this no no right um, not even a little bit yeah when did their relationship with Bryn end it hasn't that's what i was, uh, mm-hmm. I was wondering yeah so, so that's where we can potentially apply a lot of pressure do we not think this is going to deter players from playing at all no not at all not at all not one bit not well, a fucking i kind of feel like it might a little bit i mean no? just like even the thought of somebody being able to see your screen like, 
Well, okay, so even that I want to touch on because I think that the likelihood of that is extremely low. Yes, I'm sure. sure. Even I think if it's it, a much higher it probability that Bryn, if Bryn was, if Martin's story of Bryn seeing what he wrote on Skype in real time is true, which I think it's very viable that it is, it's a, it's a much greater probability that Bryn had a Trojan installed yeah. on Martin's computer. Yeah, he computer. was broke. He bought a laptop or something viewer. like that. Or yeah. something like that. He just had way too much access to the hardware that Martin was utilizing mm -hmm. via horses or coaches that were RTA or whatever. Like, there's just way too much likelihood that he was able to implant uh, a Trojan of sorts or a screen share of sorts. Agreed. But the thought of it, just the conversation of it, Bro, has who's to discourage people. Who? It's only going to discourage like the it, it would just it would discourage people on the outside, right? So if you were trying yeah, to get into true. a market that you knew nothing about and somebody told you these horror stories, you would be discouraged. Find me one shit rag who didn't play on GG this week because they could potentially see their screen. Mm. Like, it's just not a thing. If man. there's any shit rags out there, please that you didn't play GG <laughs> this yeah, week. Please identify yourself. Identify please yourself, identify yourself and come forward. No Thank winning you. player was one, taking press one in the <laughs> chat if you're a shit rag who didn't play on GG this week. No, no winning player. No winning player was taking Sunday off because of these allegations. Yeah. No losing player that does this for a living was taking Sunday off because of these allegations. Well, I think I think some of the people in the chat are are right in saying that they won't lose any lower stakes players, but they'll pro they might lose some higher stakes. Players. No chance. No chance. Just the high stakes the players are all convinced that there's nothing nefarious taking place in high stakes. Every one of them is speaking out publicly, saying RTA is not an issue in high stakes cash. Who? I, I see it daily on my timeline. Wow. And it's always like somebody that I don't really necessarily know, but I just assume is a high stakes crusher. Huh. And they probably are. Like, it's a very I've anonymous. I've seen a, lot of, a fair amount of high stakes guys, at least MTT guys, talk about this here and there for the past year or so. MTT is a little bit Twitter. different because high stakes starts at a very... A lower you know, buy reasonably low yeah. buy you're not it's, like it's not a 40 you're not playing a 40k right. not even yeah. it's like 1k online yeah size, online yeah. 1k is like, like high i know stakes, people yeah. that will only play on sundays because of field size where it's like yeah all this stuff's going on but the structure's really fast and you still have to like play all ends and win all ends and such so like right. there's still enough dead money in the field to go around like it's harder to win sure but is it impossible no because games are still good right like and that's I, just kind of the truth i think this all stuff. ties back to helmy's tweet of millions of people are now not gonna want to play poker especially online because I mean, of these queen. bad actors who are coming forward <laughs> and now all of a sudden we're outing them and it's a bad look for poker it's really but weird not, how people not... are so ant like anti-talking anti about it yeah it's like, like that's Helmy's not the only one that feels this way. No, I like, agree. He He's represents, just the biggest person. He represents an entire era of poker players that... Not even like eras, though. There's young people stuff. who are saying this, too. They just want the fish to stay in, in, right. the, in the dark. Yeah, right. Dylan Weissman said it. He's yeah. 30. Yeah, but please peel off. But the whole, point, <laughs> so, the whole point is that the message behind it is somehow that like sweeping this under the rug and not exposing people to the problems that poker has will be good long term for the game. And that's just fundamentally bullshit. I, I'm just saying that they've been saying that like that whole that whole era says that. OK, but what's what does that matter? I'm just saying, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like maybe they're right, maybe they're not. I don't know. I'm just saying that they. It's not. I'm just saying it's not. I'm just saying let's not throw Helmuth under the bus. Why he has fucking quarter million followers? Of course he's getting thrown under the bus. I'm saying you got to throw the whole era under no, the I bus don't. with Phil. I absolutely do not. Negrano's not out here saying like don't out cheaters. Yeah. Like what he, the fuck are you talking about? What did he say? 
I he didn't mean, say anything because he's a fucking part of GG. <laughs> not for nothing. Negrati um, offered 10K to Riley, uh, Tim Riley to show a Vax Take card. Take a polygraph so, uh, test. Yeah. yeah. The polygraph test. Fuck, man. It. We all knew that that was bullshit. Oh, I know. People but I'm just saying Negrati was on that side of that. People saying that uh, uh, Daniel's supposed to go on a pod today and, and talk. Yeah, I'm sure he will. And I'm sure like he's going to do a great job, but he's also going... He, he's the... He's the forward-facing face of a, a public should. company. Okay, so... so It's like he can't do that much. He's not going to say anything super negative. No, like no, can't. no. And he shouldn't. Like, I don't necessarily even think this is a GG problem, right? This is a community-wide problem that we're, we're currently dealing with. Mm -hmm. The reason why I bring up the Helmuth tweet is because, A, I made a joke about it and got a ton of backlash from Helmuth fanboys, where <laughs> uh, I, I kind of just replied and said, imagine how many more millions of people would be in poker if UB never existed, because obviously he was the face of a company that was a part of a major mm -hmm. fucking scandal, and it's yeah. like he forgets that somehow. But the real reason why I made the joke is because it's, it had no bearing whatsoever didn't, didn't change on the growth of per right. poker. We wouldn't have millions more people if UB never existed. As a matter of fact, we'd probably have fewer people if UB didn't exist, right? So the idea of like outing scandals and cheaters and people who are breaking the rules and it's somehow harming the long-term growth or the health of the game is fucking silly. Of course, fewer recreational players want to play online. That's not new, though. Right. It's always been a thing. It's always been the case. Always Online poker has been dying for a while. Like, people don't stop playing sports because there's sports scandals. Right. Right. Of course. And the thing of, uh, of the whole online realm is, like, you can't say that we should try to comfort and appease Rex as much as possible, make them feel safe and comfortable. If, A, the environment is not safe, but, B... Even if it were, they still carry those thoughts because they're fucking losing, man. Anybody who's losing <laughs> in an environment where cheating is rampant or could theoretically be rampant is going to blame it. For a decade, we heard that online's rigged, right? From 2003 that's, to 2013. That's what I blamed it on. I mean, bro, the old heads were right, bro. Like, I, I said this before. They were, the old heads were right. Protection betting is true. Protection betting is a thing. Jamming King is on Jack 10-4 no, no, no. is good. Protection betting <laughs> is a thing. They're like, oh, what are you betting for? Oh, because I, I don't want him to get man. there. And now it's like, yeah, I didn't okay. want him to get there. But so betting Jin, is how true. How about feeler bets? Feeler bet, like <laughs> that's a that's a puzzle used to you uh, bet fold. Uh huh. And now, yeah, I I am a little I, block bet feeler. They bet? were right. Online is rigged. <laughs> Protection <laughs> betting is true. Ace King is a drawing hand. Yeah. <laughs> like all these things are true. Jacks are hard to play. Jacks are hard Jacks to play. play. Jacks are the worst. Yep, the I don't want Jack. For sure. And cheating should be kept secret. <laughs> Not true. All, all jokes aside, four suited than aces. All jokes aside, like it's it's just a fucking silly take to say that like we're doing a disservice by so like publicly outing all of this in social platforms. God oh damn it. Oh my god, you guys are uh, your water bottles put it today. On the desk. Then it's in a shot. The idea, the idea that uh, that somehow we would accumulate more recreational money if we lied publicly and made he... everybody believe that it was safe is is just insulting the intelligence of your consumer. I think yeah. he comes from an era, Berkey, where these things were just handled on, like behind, like the elite group, bro, would handle it. I'm not he saying that's working today. Of the biggest online scandal ever. I, I, uh, Ever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm not saying he's right. Bigger than what brought down Black Friday. The Russ Hamilton absolute scandal was a bigger cheating deal mm -hmm. than what ultimately brought on Black Friday. And right. a, a, a lack of, pot, of segregated he's a pot funds. Ripper, right? Yeah, pot yeah. ripper. Yeah. 
Like, this guy was literally viewing whole cards and acting perfectly in accordance. Like, that, that, and, and the crazy thing is, is like, this is why we should understand where the social pressure will ultimately lead to rather than putting a focus on uh, short-term goals. Because the end result of the Russ Hamilton pot ripper scandal is just that Russ Hamilton's not in poker anymore. Mm-hmm. He stole millions. Yeah. Where if yeah. this were in any other regulated industry, right? It's because yeah. we're unregulated. If this were in a regulated industry, call it finance, the SEC steps in and he faces decades of jail time for white collar crime. And a lot right. of other yeah. people do too. However, we, we, we have to understand though that this also just goes unchecked in a lot of regulated industries too. So it's not even a, a strong argument for having a regulatory body like the SEC. Look at what happened in 2008 with the housing crash and all of the fucking, the subprime mortgages. Yeah, right, they're betting right? on that. Yeah. Nobody went to jail Nobody. over that. Zero. No, zero people. It takes a Bernie Madoff level of scandal yeah. for somebody to actually get indicted. So it's just like, at the end of the day, where there's money to be made through nefarious acts, people will take lug- or, or liberties, right? And we just have to do our best to check this at all turns. Somebody has to stay vigilant. And those of us with platforms that can be a mouthpiece for, you know, doing things on the up and up should absolutely do so, even if it comes at the sacrifice of losing 0.01% of recreational players in an atmosphere. Because you know what's going to happen? They'll just move to another realm. It's not like those people disappear and say, like, I'm never playing poker, period. They just say... Live poker is safer than online. So I'll go there. So do we think the WSOP is going to be popping this Massive. year? Yeah, it's going to be good, right? Massive. It's going to be I'm fucking excited. sick. The biggest WSOP of all time. I think so. For sure. They have more space, more tables. They started hiring dealers earlier this year. They're offering more money for the first time in what, 15 years. We're really well, outside of COVID for the first time. Right. Yeah. Please, like, no 10 handed <clears throat> poker. Please. I, I know I didn't have to deal with much of it, but please don't do it. Please, 10 handed poker. No. 10 handed will come down be... to dealers. So 10 handed or 10 a.m.? 10 handed. Oh, please, no 10 handed. I thought that was normal, is it not? <laughs> what, 10 handed? Yeah. No. For WSOP, they didn't do that before. It just comes down. It comes down to two things. For them, it comes down to tables and space. Tables okay. is predicated now because they have space. So in the past at the Rio, they were capped. Yeah. Uh, you know, even whenever we started putting people in the bowling alleys, uh, they just ran out of space. <laughs> <laughs> what? We well, never alleys. played in the bowling alley. Uh, but they just ran out of physical Seems space. Lucky they didn't if you're physically the have alley. more tables. Now the space is not an issue and neither are tables, but dealers are. So if they don't have enough staff to deal then we're just going to be forced to go 10-handed because it reduces the amount of, of yeah. tables total. Were you there on Planet Hollywood when we went 11-handed for to start day two? No, oh. I heard about it. <laughs> I yeah. was there, bro. That shit was insane. It's crazy that anybody would ever make a call. I remember I, I had sevens. I remember the poker room manager there. He was an absolute dolt. Bro, I had, under, I had sevens under the gun 11-handed. I did not know what to do. Honestly, I think I think if you're playing 11-handed, the idea is that like <laughs> under the gun just doesn't exist. You have a 0% frequency that's outside of kings and aces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was How like, I fall? 11 people at a table. What do you mean, yeah, man? We used to play 11-handed in Niagara Falls. Robin likes Falls, people. Dude. Yeah, that back table that had the ceramic, uh, the ceramic racetrack Rail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an 11 handed table. It was? Yeah. Sounds like it was a bigger table, though. It was slightly bigger, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, imagine trying to like that. cram eleven people with the stud tables. Oh like tournament tables yeah. are smaller. They're they're like yeah. somewhere in between a normal table and a stud table. And then solver broke. He's like, Bro, what can is we just play eight-handed poker for the rest of our lives, please? Just eight-handed tournaments, six-handed cash. Leave it at that. No one wants to play nine-handed poker. No one wants to play. No Recreationals absolutely want poker? to play nine-handed yeah. poker. Yes, no that one part wants is to true. play eleven-handed poker. No, but recreationals absolutely want to play nine, yeah. and they're justified to do so. Why? I think because they get to play tighter. Yeah, I, guess, they, I think Bellagio is, did a nice happy medium where everything's eight-handed. Eight-handed poker. Eight-handed is fine. Yeah, uh, it's just like okay. The wrecks are happy. Six-handed poker. The only problem with eight-handed poker. max tables. The only problem with eight-handed poker is wrecks often will quit games that are six or less. Yeah. And yeah. it gets to six or less much faster. Yeah. That's yeah. because it's not traditional, right? Because most people that are playing like recreationally have had more of a upbringing in poker where it's been nine-handed no, plus. It's because most most recreational players are trying to flop sets. You flop sets <laughs> six-handed. Yeah, but you have to play a bunch of other fucking hands in order to do so. <laughs> you could also make straights and flushes six-handed. Bro, I know yeah, pros that don't want to play short. How about I agree. that? 100%, <laughs> man. Yeah. man. When I used to grind the Bellagio 1020, every single time we would have a feeder table that got down to six, they would quit. And yeah, they would just list themselves. Call them out. I played. Uh, call them out. When I played Aria last week. It was I only played four-handed and five-handed for twenty minutes, and three-handed. It was amazing. Yeah, for you. It's amazing. It's not a good experience for. Got a kid. There's how a many, reason why you only played for forty minutes, buddy. And how I played, many did I played you win? for a long time. I waited for Chewy to get second. No, I'm saying there's a reason the game didn't exist longer. It should. For you, <laughs> just play. Just you have play. So much to learn. Yeah, just, just do everything that caters to eight my skill set as a professional. I said eight-handed. You should. You should give them a third card. Yeah. You should give them nine bigs. Or you play one. <laughs> Clearly not. That didn't work out very well. They get no bigs. Wow. They get no Damn. bigs. No more bigs Damn. for anyone. I'm done. No one gets any more money from the collective. The the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day. What needs to be acknowledged is that shorthanded poker is very, very, very bad for recreationals, right? And that's not to say that we shouldn't have shorthanded formats. It's not to say that recreationals shouldn't try their hands at it. It's just that recreationals across the board are generally going to be too tight. Mm -hmm. And you cannot be too tight in a six-handed format, Yeah. right? You're just getting absolutely pummeled. So for them, it's really good to be able to just like be patient and fold those extra three hands in orbit. And that's okay. Like that's a very easy sacrifice for us as professionals to make. Like, okay, fine. We will play your format, right? As yeah. long as you agree to join us day in and day out. That seems quite reasonable. It's a, it's a fair compromise, especially in an MTT format where it's like they're getting punished so hard by playing tight already mm -hmm. that like how much more do you want to scalp them? You know, let them live. And they do show up for the six max. There's something there's something to be said about just having them show up and keep the games going more often. Yeah. Like the, they keep the games going. Like if you if if you wipe them out, it doesn't matter if you're the strongest pro, like the other pros won't play you eventually. And then there's no game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and honestly, like live poker is I am so bullish on live poker. Especially live tournament poker, man. It yeah, is great. It is in the midst of... They'll get me in the summer. They'll I say it's a boom every fucking year. <clears throat> every year, I'm just like, live, live tournament poker is fucking booming. It's I've been saying this best. since like 2012. Yeah. It's the fucking best thing ever. It's just, it's so goddamn easy to acquire new talent. Not even talent, talent's the wrong word. To acquire new interest, right? Mm -hmm. There are so many break-even and losing shit regs. Mm -hmm. 
in tournament poker. And, and sorry, I don't mean to use an inflammatory yeah, term. Like, yeah, you're being mean. Uh, well, I mean, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, right you're insulting. I'm a shit ragging. You're insulting. No, I mean, this is me and Conrad like, are, are out there in the streets shit ragging yeah. it up, and Mark you are every he's really belittling. We are shit ragging it up. It's a terminal. You're a bad guy. I feel like using the word grinder is more insulting than shit rag. Bad guy, bro. It's not. Let me speak. I'm going with. Let me speak as to why I think it's worse. Here's why I think it's worse. When I say shit reg, there are people who grind day in and day out that say, like, I know exactly who he's talking about, and they disqualify themselves as being one. They say, like, <laughs> he doesn't mean me. He means, like, these other six people that I play with. When I say grinder, they just go, fuck, man. That's me. I'm putting in fucking $150, $500 buying you But you're not in... Shit reg is, sounds more insulting than grinder. Yeah, and, but they but can, it's, but but everybody who's listening reg, can so say to themselves, know. I'm not the shit reg. But we say we are the shit regs, and you're just, we're just speaking you're self aware, doesn't we're, <laughs> speaking, <laughs> we're speaking for the shit regs and saying that just doesn't make it my issue. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for insulting me, Berkey. Won't be liking this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. see, <laughs> look at this. This guy's yeah. so belittling. He's lying. He already liked it. This is the thing. This all right. This this is the thing with tournaments. Because there are stables and because there is markup, there's, an, there's a large collective of pros that are break-even, slightly losing, slightly winning, that get to play all the buy-ins. So that keeps the economy going because there's, there's infinite money. Whereas like in cash games, one, because there's not like a large pool of, of stables for cash game, there's not people buying pieces at markup for cash games. And there's these private games now that have moved on, like have segregated a section of the market, the cash game market and the tournament market is just like one is booming and the other one is mm, not. Yeah. It, it goes beyond that too. Uh, I think that the barrier of entry is so incredibly low. So financially to what you're speaking to, yes, you're absolutely correct. Like uh, getting financed to play a very high volume schedule and high value schedule is very easy. In tournaments. In tournaments. Mm -hmm. uh, but also... <laughs> It doesn't take that much to differentiate yourself from break even to slightly winning because there are so many, like the collection of people yep. who think that they have a shot that are actually like minus 10% to minus 50% ROI is so vast. And the beauty of tournament poker is that the variance is so incredibly high in the short term that nobody has any idea if they're plus or minus ROI with the exception of the extremes, mm -hmm. right? Like there's a small subset of people that have been doing it for a long time professionally and are profiting that 100% know that they have a, a win rate in most fields and uh, they can guesstimate what that win rate is somewhere between, you know, 20% ROI and hundreds of percent of ROI, depending on how soft. Um, but the fields are so large and the variance is so high that all you have to do in some regard is like keep showing up. There are a lot of people with like a positive ROI lifetime in WPTs that are 100% losing uh, in theory. You got to talk about Darren Elias like that. <laughs> Darren, I'm fucking with Darren you. Darren could lose in WPTs over six <laughs> lifetimes. He could lose for the next 10 years. He's still winning for it. He could yeah. lose for the next lifetime. Time. Yeah, he couldn't. And he, he legitimately could not lose in WPT fields over six lifetimes. It's just not feasible. But there, I mean, there are a handful of guys that come to mind that have like multiple WPT final tables that for sure do not have win rates in I those could be fields. Rambling names. 
No, I'm fucking you. Can 100, try 100k views, we, we start dropping names. <laughs> <laughs> we got a list, everybody, of people that Matt does not think is good enough at poker to final table these tournaments. Recreationals, man. This isn't like a, a hot topic. I'm not fucking talking about some elite pro. I'm not talking about Altman or Elias. Like, we can make it There are recreationals topic. with multiple WPT final tables that for sure yeah, for do sure. not have a win rate. This isn't like mind-blowing. <laughs> but they have one now. Because they're they're the anomaly. They were chosen. Their you ticket was cashed, right? And now they're plus ROI forever because they've already made enough. So they can't always they can't lose that money back. That's the dream, man. That's what we're selling, and that's why MTTs are so fucking lucrative because they have the ability to do that. There is no amount of money that you can win in a high stakes cash game that can give you a positive ROI for a lifetime. Yeah. Right. No, not sure. not in the short term. No. It's just not feasible. If you show up sure. as a recreational and you play 200, 400, and you go on a rip, right? This happened not that long ago. Uh, do you guys remember the, the story of Scooby, the dealer from Antonio's game? No. Okay. So there's, this is a great story. This guy, <laughs> this guy is my spirit animal. I fucking, <laughs> actually, he might be your long lost brother. Uh, <laughs> this guy was dealing Antonio's game, got... I don't know how it originated. I don't know if he got like a massive tip or if somebody just free rolled him into the game because of a shorthander or whatever. But he basically somehow came into like some fraction of a buy-in into the private game, right? Okay. So they're playing like, let's call it 2-4. I don't know exactly the stakes. And they gave him like 25 or 30 blinds. And he gets in there and he runs it up to like a couple buy-ins, right? Probably more money than this guy had ever seen at this mm -hmm. point. So now all of a sudden he goes from a very lucrative dealing job to having a very, very tiny amount of money with relative to the game. He just fucking tries to run it, man. I fucking love it. So that. he comes to Vegas, <laughs> he contacts JRB, and he says, uh, I don't even know if he told him like the full story of JRB was aware or whatever, but he goes, I have buy-ins, I want to play in Ivy's room. <laughs> comes in Ivy's room. Maybe has a quarter million. Who knows? Playing three, six, twelve. So like two buy-ins. Runs it up on a multi-million dollar heater. Oh I love it. So like, <laughs> oh, I did hear about this story. Yeah. Don't okay. know how many millions. Yeah. Two million, three million, something like that. Just goes on an insane heater, right? The only way that he can maintain having a positive ROI for the rest of his life in cash games is if he immediately quits and goes to play 1020. Or, goes, <laughs> or Antonio just lets him play in his game forever. Maybe, I'm not even sure. Like, I mean, I played tournaments with him. Like, the guy is a losing poker player for sure, right? So, of course, he doesn't stop because 3 million, 2 million, whatever, it's not enough when 10 or 20 is available. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, he does have his... He does have fucking access to the best games in the world right now. Sure. Runs it all the way back down to zero. Of course. Oh and in the midst of it, okay. makes a body fat loss bet with oh. Blitz and Perkins. And I don't know if you guys saw like the, the transformation or whatever, but uh, like he was he was on the chubby side. A very athletic guy, like for sure could get into shape. But like he was living the rich life. Okay. This this happened <laughs> over the course of months, right? And he got himself like pretty out of shape. So he makes his body fat bet. I don't remember what the actual percentage was, but I, I know it was a million dollar bet. And I don't know how much of it he put up. Um, but effectively, when it was all said and done, the only money that he had left is what he won from this bet. So it was like, <laughs> uh, you know, some percentage of a million dollars, basically. 
was what he what he had remaining and i don't know if he went back to dealing or like what his story is now you know there, there's no real public follow-up but like that's an example of there is no amount of short-term gain that you can possess in cash games yeah. that won't be corrected long-term by variance and and just you know your negative ev edge mm-hmm. right but in tournaments when you win 800 buy-ins in the main event it's impossible to not have an roi in the main you only get to play the tournament once a year. You yeah. don't get to play yeah. You can't play it 800 times, right? Like, li- I mean, depends on who you are, I guess. To be fair, though, a lot of people who like a lot of people who bank big in tournaments will go and punt it in cash games. Yes, yes please, for you know, sure. You know, like okay, so for this WPT, where first is a million, and it's a thirty-five hundred dollar buy-in. First place is two hundred and eighty-six buy-ins. So imagine buying into the cash game you play, like a high-stakes cash game. Getting like caught first place and going on a 286 buy-in upswing. Right, impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. Just, yeah. It's literally impossible. Yeah. Right. You could just never really win. I mean, you could over the course of like a year, but you'd have to be a winning player, right? For you to go on like a 286 up, uh, 286k upswing at 510 no limit, it's feasible. But you would have to play like five thousand hours. Yeah, you got. Well, play. it's also if you more be- really good. You could probably do it over like. 2500 hours yeah it's also more feasible like especially in the games that you're playing if you're playing 510 where like you expect the buy-in to be a thousand dollars i'm capping it i'm saying it's a 1k buy-in gotcha right oh that'll Uh, never yeah to make it fair no it could happen it just has to happen over a long period of time about that (laughs) it's so insane it just has to happen over a long period of time which means that you have a win rate yes you have to be winning and a lot like it's undeniable that you're a winning player you could never ever ever be a losing player and see a portion of your graph where you go on a 286 uh, buy-in upswing in right. cash. Yeah, yeah, it's just not feasible to win that many buy-ins. You just absolutely have to have a win rate. Eighty-six buy-ins. You can hundred percent be a losing player and have that kind of upswing in tournaments. Kui Win is a losing poker player. Yes, he won eight hundred buy-ins to the main event. Same, Jamie, all these guys. Yeah, yeah. bro, they got, uh, win, imagine winning so many all-ins, getting aces so many times. <laughs> it only has to happen How one fucking aces? time in your life. I know, right? Like. Kui Win is a negative EV poker player who can never not have a win rate in, in live MTTs. Unless he starts playing so gargantuan. It's truly a beautiful thing. It's but wild. Yeah, that's what, makes the, that's what makes it so great. That's what makes the w, WSOP so amazing. That's it's why, why it's so marketable. Always, always be bit, not, I wouldn't say always, but for a long time, tournament poker is going to thrive. I mean, it's why, it's always going to have the recreational It's, it's so what makes different. it so marketable is we can yeah. actually still sell the dream in MTTs. Yeah. You just can't in cash. No. And I don't know how to correct for that because my, my heart is with cash games. I don't want to have to shift to being some fucking asshole who's humping 10 big blinds and worried about the clock and stalling. And I, if somebody else busts before me. I can't fucking wait for WSOP talking about it. I'm just like shaking. It's, it's, I'm so excited. I mean, it's also just. Are oh, like, you, you ready to get back in those Deuce to Seven yeah, streets? Yeah, you yeah. have no idea. Deuce to Seven His streets are calling. Deuce to Seven will always be popular. <laughs> yeah, as long as you live. Well, there's a difference. Like with tournaments, the onus fall of marketing and these things falls on the operator. Where in cash game, the onus of marketing falls on the players. That's true. Yeah. That's actually in a really great game. point, and it stands to reason why it's gone private. Yeah, because if we're gonna do all this legwork to market. We're going to be the ones in control of the lineups. We're going to be the ones in control right. of the rake. We're going to be the ones in control of, uh, you know, basically who profits. Right. So if you want good games, you have to, like, you have to be the one promoting the games. Right. You have to be the ones catering to the players and, and 
not being an asshole. It's I also mean, kind of different, true. right, for cash? Because Very for true. cash games, like good cash games or whatever, like you advertise those games kind of like in a small little community with a recreational player kind of being the highlight. Where like for tournaments, it's like, yeah, oh, sort of. like this great player is playing X, Y, and Z. But for cash, it's like, why do you want a good player in my well, tournament? Well, for tournaments, you just, you it's just, the first places. Yeah, it's you know, the money up top for 150K plus. It, it doesn't have to be like that. It's just simply if you're in a game with recreational players, like, you just have you have to do everything in your power for them to come back and yeah, have an you, enjoyable experience yeah. with you. You just have right? to be that person. The right. Good, you have to, you, you have, have to be, be the, the fun person. Right. Conrad's the fun person. Right. Like Conrad does a great a lot of a, there's a fair amount of Bellagio players that do a good job and there's a fair amount that don't. And like whatever, it is what it is. But like if you want people to keep coming back, like you just have to have a good experience. And that's what that's what I'm saying. Like it's just operators, market, tournaments and Pros market cash games. Yeah. So that's true. I think I think uh all of that is very true and carries a lot of validity. I think where it can where the narrative can change a little bit is with these televised cash games. Well, yeah, that's a separate that's a separate ecosystem almost. It is a separate ecosystem, but it, it markets itself a lot like MTTs, right? So now you are talking about building uh a collection of draws. And those draws don't necessarily have to just be Rex, right? Building the G-Man character building the the blank check Ben character and understanding that those are two totally separate ends of the spectrum, right? People are going to want to tune in and people are going to want to play for two totally different reasons. Some are going to want to challenge themselves against G-Man. Others are going to want the, the loose action of, of blank check Ben. Which one you want? I want both. I want both. Like that that is pretty high to get in this game. It's <laughs> Whereas the highest. for MTTs, it's, it's like fifteen hundred. Well, it's the highest at, at that elite level, yeah. But it's also high barrier of entry to get into a fifty k. Yeah. Right. Massive. If you're looking at the five five anti game, any literally anybody can play. But and every single Thursday, we see five people we've never heard of. Mm -hmm. Fair. That's that's good. That's a great environment, right? Like those games are are not that high barrier of entry. They promote cash at a scale at which it's not bot versus bot, solver versus that solver type of mentality. And it does curate this environment that cash games are alive and well because they fucking are when you curate them correctly. Yep. You just have to curate your environment and everything right. is popping. Yeah. Life and, is good. And the, <laughs> and the thing is, is that I think there are a lot of really polished professionals who bust their ass and become very scrutinized in uh, the microanalysis of this game that are just like feeling shut out and obsolete when it comes to the environment because they don't offer any value to it. Mm -hmm. They're an EV suck and they're just never going to get that seat. Yeah. So they're saying like, no, live cash is dead because if I have to go sit in open games, it's just going to be a bunch of me's and those games are going to die off rather quickly. And they're correct. Yeah, sure. And my counter to that is that's not where the study should end. You should be able to get to the, to the degree of being that studied and then understand how you can adjust that strategy in such a way that gives a little bit back to the environment so that it's fit more fair mm -hmm. and you incentivize more people to want to play with you. And I think the best of us are doing that, right? I think like that's what live poker is in a nutshell is uh, bringing in new money, new interest, new players and not allowing such a wide skill gap to exist that they can legitimately never win yeah i think i think the um i hate the saying but to give action you have to give action to get action yeah kind of and it's just like a long-term process of that yeah i think it's it's funny too because in the past that notion made a lot of sense yeah 
in a general like as a general sweeping statement mm. but now i think it needs to be uh qualified a little bit what we mean by that is you need to deviate from equilibrium so you need to be able to say to yourself like because Landon will say this all the time. He'll say like, oh, well, GTO is like super aggro. And it's like, yeah, that's not what we're talking Excuse about. Me, I do not sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're going to impersonate me, at least make it better than, than whatever that was. Try again. Let me try again. What do you mean? Yes. GTO is super aggressive. That's it. All I do is bend raise. I'm action, baby. How do they have aces? <laughs> That was better. I'm action. <laughs> I'm the oh, action. Just the play. Action. Just play. Just play. Three more. 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 More quads. More quads. Need more quads. Yeah. And it's like what we're talking. We're, we're not talking about just folding preflop. Like it's not that. But to some degree, it is. Right. Like you, as the best player in the game, should be willing to open a fucking low jack range from under the gun eight. Like. What are you giving up, man? I it's, do that now. Okay, I did not I'm not attacking you. Fucking relax. Shit, He's man. He's a shit rat. He's a shit rat. I'm personally attacked. Are you shit rat? I fucking love it. I feel a little bit attacked. Oh, no. He's coming after all the shit rags. I feel attacked. They're my friends. Hey, leave all shit rags out Yeah, leave my friends alone. You're right. I should save that term for people. Shit rags give action. I should save that term for people that actually deserve it because the true shit rags are the ones that seed hop, the ones that like play uh, preflop equilibrium strategies or tighter, Mm. the ones that like point out whenever somebody bad has a cannon that they shouldn't have. Like that's the true definition of a shit rag. But I I like to call them creatures instead. (laughs) Barring a term from Christian. That that was a funny term. That was. We haven't used that one in a while. It has been a while since we brought up creatures. Um, But (laughs) the the bigger point that I'm trying to make is just that like the idea of giving action to get action is more so that you're willing to reach right. You're willing to bluff catch somebody wider than a zero EV bluff catcher. You're willing to. You know, call ace high once in a while whenever you just think a guy's fucking not got it and he shows you quads and you get laughed at. Yep. Like, you got to punt a little bit. Yes. And you show this, the ace high. You smile. You laugh. It's not even a punt. It's like you have 5-3 suited in the hijack. The big blind, like, the big blind's the weakest player in the game. And, like, so you open because you want to play against this person. Yes, it's a slightly negative EV open, but, like, you're probably going to win the pot an unfair amount of time versus this one player in the big blind. And then you catch, like, not a great flop, but then you see bet, and then the person calls. And then you just, like, run it. You just run the bluff, the (laughs) the triple barrel. And then when he calls you, you table your hand, but you act as if this is a normal thing you do every (laughs) single day. (laughs) Instead of saying, like, oh, I just had a candidate. No, you just table your hand a lot. You don't laugh, and this is very normal. And then that guy in the big blind is going to look at you, and he's going to be like, he's one of us. (laughs) And then... You're you're happy. He's yeah. happy to play with you forever. It's true. And, he's and, then, th- and he's thinking now I got a read on this yeah, guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's true. I like, I, I like how you use a different voice. So old, yeah, I, like, I played a game southern. the other day with <laughs> Limitless, and Excellent. by all accounts, he's playing relatively well. But he opened Ace Three off from the hijack, and then ran it on a three club board where he had the three of clubs, and just got called by better and tabled it. He got called by Ace Jack No Club on a on a Queen Jack X X X board. 
uh, for three. Strong. And he just tables it and loses and smiles. And Bobby Baldwin, who's like playing tighter than anything <laughs> I've ever seen in the world, goes like, I'm with this guy in every game. And I'm yeah. just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's the only one here That's winning. That's <laughs> great. It's just like, you see, it works, Berkey. Yeah, it works. Sure. Like, you have to tell me. Like, I fucking don't know. But Smile, it's just like, laugh, lip, lip. you're giving away the secrets right now, man. I'm just saying it's like so obviously apparent. It's not like he constructed it that way. Like he's V-pipping 30%. It just so happened. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, uh, you know, like in general, like he's over V-pipping from every single spot, but nobody at the table is going to do a damn thing about it except maybe me. And he just has it whenever he plays against me because <laughs> that's what you do whenever there's a big disparity between a couple of guys in the game and the field. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like there are a lot of soft skills to live poker that just don't translate to online because in online there it's it's not protected, right? In mm -hmm. online you play X million hands in it's, a year. It's not even just that you play X million hands a year. It's it's that it's not a cooperative environment in the same way that live is. You don't yeah. have to look people in the face. You don't have to deal uh, with the interpersonal relationships that's going on. And yeah. you do have to take that mindset that Lynn kind of spoke about where it's a dog eat dog world. And you know, if you all think you're being cheated, then you're now heavily incentivized to cheat. If you at all think your environment is super studied, then you're heavily incentivized to study. If you think everybody at the table is playing a perfect GTO strategy, then you better find a way to play a perfect GTO. It strategy. sounds like you should just leave the game. Or leave the game, but like, I'm 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 done making arguments as to why online should die. Uh, <laughs> that was the conclusion. Why it should die? Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> go to Bellagio. Go to Bellagio. <laughs> Come sit live. Oh, that's All right, let's funny. end on a little bit of a lighter note. Uh, as my old man fist waving at the clouds. Get off my lawn, I'm Matt Berkey. I remember when poker was invented. <laughs> Is that a good impression? I am poker, yeah. I remember when they started playing poker with sticks and rocks. Shut the fuck up, Melissa! <laughs> <laughs> That was a good impression. We yeah, that sounds exactly like him. Yeah. Oh, mine is dying. Um, <laughs> the 25k heads up tablet. has concluded. The goat, Darren Elias, uh, who disposed early of our young child of the sim, Landon Tice, made it to the finals. He, however, lost to a greater goat. Wow. The one and only Chino <laughs> I told you it was Chino's time. Chin called yeah, it. Yeah. Like, Chin, I said you should have put money on it. I should have put money on You should have. You should have like, done a Chino, bracket. He's gonna You're run. like, I want Chino to win the whole thing, and he did. I just yeah. think Chino's good for poker when he pays. When he pays. <laughs> um, he was able to take it down for 400K. Darren got second place for 200, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, third was Isaac Kempton Venom. For 100K, his, did you guys see his interview? Yeah. yeah he's awesome. he goes, it was so funny. He's, he's like, I don't know awesome. if you guys heard of this, but Ollie or Simovic, cheater. <laughs> he said that? Yeah. That yeah. I didn't see. I just, saw, I just saw the okay, one where he was like, this is the best. It was the same interview. Did oh, you guys wow. see Bill Klein's interview? That was great. Where he says, they, he goes, what do you like about Heads Up? And he goes, well, I like that my nipples get hard when I win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that. He did say that. He Jeff was just stunned. What a like, Bill is the fucking best, man. He, what a legend, bro. He's the absolute best. Like, honestly, like he's everything that's right with, uh, with people who have made it on their own. You know what I mean? Like, he does a great job of just like being very friendly and warm. Like, I've never felt like I didn't belong when I'm around Bill Klein. And I've been around a lot of wealthy people who make you feel that way. Like, sorry, bro, you, you don't belong in our league. We're mm -hmm. only here because you are good at a game that we enjoy. 
Bill's never, ever, ever made me feel like out of place in any way, shape, or form. He's very jovial. He's he's very easy to talk to. And then at the same time, like he's just having a blast because not only does the money not matter to him, but it literally is not a byproduct of what he's doing. He's donating whether he wins or loses. Yeah. He should sponsor yeah. the podcast for sure. I love him. <laughs> Sponsored by Bill Klein. He and just absolutely left rub. Jeff Platt speechless. He's like, my well, nipples get hard. What do you Jeff's say like, to that? He's no, like, he literally ended the interview. Uh, okay, well, anyway. <laughs> I guess we know which way Berkey's uh, voting on Smasher Pass on Bill Klein. Oh, man, no. His, his, I'm sorry, but his, on, his image is, is bad. Gilf what did Klein. Bill Klein do? Like, Why did he get so rich? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Let's I actually a, don't let's know have his backstory. Let's on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be kind of fascinating to get to the, to the roots of uh, how a guy like that accrues. Open invitation for Bill Klein. Bill Klein gets the open invitation. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. It's what do we story. even feed him? Anytime like he wants. I don't know. <laughs> Brian, that's you, man. He sounds like a prime candidate to play Smasher Pass with, though. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, it'd be so funny. Did you see Smasher Pass where, like, everybody has hard nipples? Yes. <laughs> Uh, speaking to Smasher Pass, though, we do have a segment that we had prepared for Friday, but thanks to Cox Internet Service, go fuck yourselves, uh, <laughs> throttling us, we weren't able to run it, so we're going to run it today. We have the final 16 from the 25K heads up, and we're going to go through each of the brackets and determine uh, who's smashable. So this yeah. is the, sh the shallow people's champ. <laughs> wow right, so this is the right. club's bracket this was uh oh, in fact bill klein's bracket as you can see with the mask no it's not no, that's not no, that's Seidel. Seidel. you oh, don't even know that wow. shit <laughs> wow oh, that's right you're a bad guy i'm not a bad guy uh why did we pick a why did we pick a masked version of him well this was just i used the oh you used the actual yeah. photos from yeah. i see i see Okay, so run us through who is left to right so we have darren darena elias <laughs> darena <laughs> We have uh, Nakamura, Eric Seidel, Erica Seidel, Erica Seidel and da Danielle Negreanu. <laughs> straight up, I would be running away. Oh, like, that's Negreanu? I was trying to figure out who it was. That's okay, Negreanu? Nakamura's <laughs> giving like Daria vibes, kind of. Yeah, I can see a little... A little uh, Emo vibe yeah. coming off. Dario was the one that looked at the volleyball every time. It's like yeah. they got cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I don't know. I nah, nah, do it, nah, man. nah, nah. That's Mama Joe. I guess if you have. Wait, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you're right. Mama Joe. So we gotta right. pick the winner. You gotta pick the winner. So we gotta pick here. Two. We'll do no, it this just way. pick the hottest one. Oh, okay, okay. Sure. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, bro. Danielle Negrano uh, looks like you. Yeah, Danielle. I guess. I guess. I think this is a compliment to both Daniel and Darren, but they are hideous females. <laughs> There's not just, a lot of good options up there. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I'll take Sidell just because Darren the mask enough. is covering enough that uh, yeah. it's Darren like a bag is the winner for me on that one. I mean, maybe under the mask is just beauty. It could yeah. be, yeah. yeah it's it just be. beauty it's under mystery. the mask. Yeah. All right, we, we veto the club's bracket. We're, all right, we're club's bracket, sorry. <laughs> just passing on the club's bracket. All right. Complete pass. Pass on all of clubs. Okay, okay, we're getting better. We're getting a little better. Gina Reem. <laughs> Looking cute. She actually, actually looks like a, a woman. Damn. Oh, Bill. <laughs> Bill. 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 No. Bill. Oh, no. Bill. Oh. You couldn't even get rid of Bill's mustache? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Don't blame her. It's the food. When Alyssa made my picture, she didn't get rid of the mustache. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who this chick fault. is in third. Like, who is this? I have no that idea. That is us. Uh, Scott Ball, I think. No, it's Jake Daniels. Oh, Jake Daniels. Oh, Jake Daniel. That's right. That's Jake Daniel. People Jake. think this bracket's hot. The <laughs> people like the, the diamonds one? brackets? Hot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, the fourth is who is that? Yo, Jake Daniels kind of looks like his girlfriend. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> there's there a thing, bro. We've yeah, talked about this before. Where like, like, people couples date, like meld into one another? People date people that they look like. Yeah. That's what they said about that Brian. Brian. No, that's <laughs> a fact. That's, <laughs> a fact. that's <laughs> crazy. Homogeny. Yeah, everybody said Brian that. Everybody's attracted to homogeny. Andy yeah. Lauren. I really need to find out who that fourth person is. I think Chino kind of looks a little bit like like Lucy Liu. Chino looks like the girl Cute. I'm dating now. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> <laughs> looks good. So that's what? Chino's oh, yeah, the hottest. Oh, oh, you know who that is? That's Jeremy Osmus. Uh, oh, Jeremy Osmus. Far right's Jeremy Osmus. Oh, I would have really expected Jeremy to be a more attractive woman. He's there is one bracket that's kind of bad. Kind of baddie bracket. I, okay, I, I kind of, bracket. I, I'm tossed up. Chino's the hottest Bill? here easily. No. <laughs> Chino, Chino, Chino Rima. Right like Bill? one in three. Yeah, I'm going with the sunglasses. Who is that? That's that's uh, Daniels. Jessica Daniels. Okay, like Jessica. I, I think Yeah. Yeah, Chino's Chino's definitely the most feminine uh, looking that's here. Terrible. Definitely the most attractive of the four, I think. <laughs> Poor Chino's Bill. Pretty, Klein. Yeah, one pretty three, you're right. I'm going with one. Yeah, I would Chino pass Rima. on the other three. Huh? Chino Reem. Not Chino, but Chino, you move it on. Chino Reem. Yeah. I'm extremely disappointed in Osmus. I really would have predicted him to be like model hot. No, yeah. No. Nah. Very average looking girl. Congratulations, Jeremy. You did it. <laughs> you won the point. Jeremy's like the type of girl that has like a fly body. That's another flip. <laughs> she works out a lot. She goes to the gym every day. All right, what's next? Hearts? Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> What's next? God damn! So this one's really rough. rough. All right, I'm Thank just gonna you. go with number four because okay, there's no other option. Okay, so rush. so we have hold on. In order, we have Erica Person. We have he is a manly looking female, man. Yes. Wait, two and four look like we identical. Have, we have almost. Scott Paul. <laughs> we have Danielle Shack, and we have. Isaac Kempton. Venom. Venom. Venom Kempton. I think Venom and Ball should have like some sort of like lesbian interaction and just see if What's they meld together as one. They both might be like Which inbred from Ball? the same parents, to be Two. honest. Yeah, they, they look like they look like oh, sister yeah, yeah. wives. No, what's yeah. that vampire movie? And like Vampire Diaries? No, number number two Twilight? is like it's like Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. It's like number two is Twilight. Twilight for sure. It's like a Twilight person. Yeah. Someone said this is the six fears down. Like, if you just take the glasses off of off of Four and put her head up. She's two and four is the same person. Yeah. Yeah. There's damn that is I, true. I actually. can see them being a part of like some Mormon sister wives cult. <laughs> like, like yeah, <laughs> no, it, it looks culty for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's something haunted. They're about casting yeah. some spells for sure. Yeah. All right. Very, so who who you got? Uh, I'm out. This is a, I was like, you can't be out. This bracket's also down. I'll pass everyone on here. It looks like you're out. All they did was put hair and glasses on Dan Shack and call her a girl. You can't be out. You can't be out. I guess I guess I you no. can't be out. It's really tough. Yes, yes, you can. I pass. You can't. You know what? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Erica Persons. I feel like that. God I feel damn. like Erica Persons has a really strong finger pop game. Oh. <laughs> yes. Erica Persons looked like she just had like infinite work done and is yeah. in like her mid to late fifties. Definitely a lesbo. D yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely can't come to grips just, with aging. We just hit sit out. I don't, <laughs> sit out. I don't, I don't know if this is if this isn't defamation of character, is it? No, man. This <laughs> the same person uh, they're different people 
altered. Next bracket. All right, next Spit one is, is the cute bracket. I right, have this is right. the bad bracket. Oh, hey. yeah. Okay, now we're going. I already know who Brian wants. Like, you already know who I want? Yeah, of course. Looks just like you. Like <laughs> Take a guess. Right? <laughs> the one that looks like a school teacher. Far, <laughs> it's far right. Four? Of course. Shannon Shore is a beautiful woman. Is that yeah. number two? That's yeah. number two. Yeah. Yeah. Shannon, Shannon is yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Ask, ask Brian which one he wants. Well, no. <laughs> like the one that looked like me. So that, that... No, okay, no, no. So... I'm, I'm on Shannon here. Okay, so let's start. Yeah, we Shannon, don't even have to change the first name. Listen, the so first one. Who, who that first guess one who looks like she'll fuck the shit out of you. Who do you think is number one? Who do you think is number one? Number one? Guess who that person is. Guess who that is. That's that's Noel Seven. That's Sean Winter, yeah. 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 Sean Winter, Shannon Shore, Alex Foxen, and Justin Young. This is a hot bracket. They oh, look that's cute. Justin Young. That yes. I want to take right, home. Justin. I want to. I mean, Foxen looks like Foxen looks like somebody dressed up a football okay, player. Foxen <laughs> looks like a, a like a little butch. A little butch, <laughs> you know, but hot. Foxy looks, like, Foxy looks like his character would actually manhandle Erica Persons' character. No, Erica Persons is finger-popping Foxen, Lady Foxen. <laughs> all day. So the filter couldn't get uh, Bill Klein's mustache off, but it got all of Justin Young's giant beard off. Beard off. <laughs> that's, that's because it knows what it's looking for. I guess. Sean yeah. Winter and Shannon Shore as women look like movie stars. Like, they look beautiful. Uh, if you Congratulations, mean movie stars, guys. you mean Sean Winter looks like a porn star, then sure. <laughs> That's you what I'm trying to say. You like, I want to take they make movies. number one for a night, but I want to marry number four. Four? Four? What about Shannon? I'm sorry, Justin. You look like Justine Young. The real housewives of New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I like No, them. Shannon's gorgeous, and Sean Winters looks like gorgeous. he's, uh, or she's a part of some, like, stepsister porn. Sean Winter looks like he might bully me, like, as a, as a woman. You're kind of into it? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Fem yeah. Female Shannon definitely has the uh, resting bitch face eyes, though, too. And you're into that? Just what it is. <laughs> My mom would like me to take home number four. That's for sure. This isn't about My your mom. mom right now. This isn't about your mom. This is about you. No, yeah. I understand. Shannon <laughs> does look a bit like Liv Bree there, actually. Someone said that. And I can't believe you passed on an entire bracket. I passed on two entire there, brackets. There were two true. that were really rough. Where he's like, nah, sit out. Sit okay, so, so who, who is number one? Shannon. Shannon, Shannon, yeah, sure. Shannon hottest yeah. woman. Shannon wins it all. And then Shauna Winters. Yeah. Shauna Winters. Shauna. And Shannon's yeah. like a what? Andro is androgynous. I kind of am into for, female foxes. I would have just went with uh, <laughs> female foxes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of into female foxes. No, she got some oh. fantasy, bro. Like, yeah, she was. I'm like, a little gay. I mean, she's a little bit like on the other side. I'm bro. a little gay. Mm. You're gonna have a rainbow in your Twitter account later tonight. Maybe it's a little little rainbow, like. Rainbow oh, sometimes. Man. All right, that was that was fun. Um, that's gonna wrap, I think, for nah, today. God, what dude, what else do you want to talk just about? Getting so fun. I mean, it's I gotta get to the gym. What else we got? No, that's all. Literally, what else do we have? That's all we got. We need we need some more tweets from Laura Roberts. I mean, we could talk about how Melissa's a bad friend, but that's probably no. We don't want to get into her bad friendness. It's fine. No, slander. You'll be hearing from my lawyers. Sure. Wait, so what are we doing this week? So the rest of this week's schedule is going to look like uh, live again tomorrow around the same time. Wednesday, we're going to be dark and we're going to film an interview Wednesday evening with Adam22 from the No Jumper podcast. Ooh, ooh. Be sure to look for that. Uh, we'll probably release it sometime Thursday afternoon. 
Um, my best guess would be around 4 p.m. Friday, we are going to be dark again uh, as we're running the Poker Out Loud Academy all of this week. Um, and we are going to then be back full swing of things next week, May 2nd, starting Monday, five days a week, as you have come to expect in the past. When are we going to have those uh, August dates for people? Because people are asking. Uh, I'll release it after Monday. Uh, yeah. Monday? Yeah. Um, I almost I'll released it too soon. I forgot we had that trip to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. With all our high school friends. Right. So uh, it won't be the 9th to the 13th. Right. Won't Definitely be won't days, be that week. Be... Uh, yeah, I just have to check and see when Florida's WPT schedule is uh, and build around it, basically. But shouldn't be that difficult. Um, we do have a new episode of Poker Out Loud out today. I meant to... Uh, have the winner up from last week's hand of the week. Forgot to get to that, so we'll do that tomorrow for sure. Um, as well as tease uh, the new episode of Poker Out Loud. Or there were some wild hands this. Week. I saw it this morning. Yeah, there were some wild hands last week too. Uh, you and I played a real fucked up one where I cowered. You get me back. You get me back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Such is the case. Uh, a lot of things popping off though. Um, Played a bunch of live at the bike last week. They're going to finally go live this Friday. So we'll talk about that coming into next week, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned. We're going to keep following the uh, allegations as best we can and keep you up to date on all things Solve for Why. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back same time tomorrow. Peace. Peace. Later. Bleh.